When the military junta took power in Niger, guess what? ECOWAS was all up in arms and it was threatening military intervention in Niger. An African body was threatening to invade an African country, their member. Why? Why were they threatening to invade? It's not because they cared about the people of Niger. Niger has had problems all through its existence and while it was a member of ECOWAS. ECOWAS never saw it necessary to intervene and say, I, Niger, this prices that you're selling your uranium at while you're powering France with over 20% supply, yet over 20% of your people, only 20% of your people have electricity and 80% are in the dark. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that you're still depositing your money in the French Central Bank. It doesn't make sense that French is still your national language, yet not very many people speak French. Um, in Africa, English is becoming like the most dominant language of doing business. ECOWAS was quiet all through this war, was quiet when people are setting drone bases in Niger as if Niger doesn't have a say on who should do military expansion in their country. But when Niger is taking back its own power, then ECOWAS is now that toothless bulldog that is trying to bark. Excuse me, where did the audacity come from? Guess what? It came from France. Because it's the only logical explanation that when France realized that by invading Niger to protect its interests, it's going to be condemned internationally. It thought the easiest way to do this without any condemnation is through ECOWAS. By France having its own military in, in Niger and forcing Nigerians that you can only be trained by France, that is a coup. By forcing Niger to deposit 50% of its uh, reserves with France, that is a coup. The question I have for those who are sitting on the table during those ECOWAS meetings, during those AU uh, peace and security meetings, what have you done about those coups? Take those three coups, multiply by 14, because that's what's happening in the 14 former French colonies. Those are deadly coups that have been taking place for decades. And you ECOWAS have done nothing about those coups. I need, I need them to also answer and, and give us remedy as to how they are going to handle those coups. Make no mistake about it. Those are coups against the African citizens in those countries. And when, while they discuss what they would like to do with Niger, I would also want them to table those coups and come up with a solution as to what needs to be done. Because behind those coups that I just described from France, there are millions of children who are dying from starvation. There are millions of children who are going to bed with an empty stomach. There are millions of African youth who are unemployed. There are millions of women who are dying while giving birth to another life. I need them to put that on the table as well. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Ndiro Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here talking to you guys about black people, Africa, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. You can connect with me on social media at Ndiro Ganga on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Dr. Arikana Chihombori is back at it again. And as usual, she speaks her mind. So let's get to the very beginning. In July, the military junta ousted President Mohamed Bazoum from office. When this happened, the people of Niger got out in the streets. They were so happy. They were celebrating. You know why? Because poverty levels in Niger are very high. Poverty levels are extremely 
high. There's food insecurity in that country. Um, there's malnutrition. There are very few opportunities for the people. Yet this country is rich in uranium, supplies about 20% of its uranium to France. This is a country that should be able to develop because it has a coastline. This is a country that things should be going great for it. But here you find a country that is poor, is marred by violence, is characterized by instability. Why? And they have a democratic cycle where they keep going for elections, putting different leaders in office, but same script. What is broken in that system? What is broken? And even before we get to the military junta, the president of Guinea already told you what is broken is the fact that France has imposed French democracy on former France colonies. And that doesn't work because French democracy only works in France. Guinea should be able to dictate what democracy looks like for them. You know, Niger should decide what democracy looks like for them. You know, but that is not the case. So the military junta said, we've tried French democracy. It's not working. We're going to try Nigerian democracy. They boosted the president from power. They got great support. And they, they're exposing some of the things that were happening in the country. Because now we saw France come up in arms defending President Mohamed Bazoum of all the leaders that have been ousted from power. Why? Why is France so hell-bent on defending President Mohamed Bazoum? Because he was their puppet in that country and enabled them to keep using Niger and other Francophone countries as their playing ground outside of France to, to maintain their dominance on the continent. France reached out to Algeria and said, can we use your airspace in a military operation against Niger? Algeria said, hell to the no. We're not going to be sellouts. We're not, the blood of Nigerians is not going to be on our hands. You want to do something illegal, something that will bring international condemnation? Have the guts to do it by yourself. Don't try and drag us into it and make it look like it's an African agenda and Africans are supporting you. Algeria said no. Here's the thing. France denied every other news that came out about it and Niger. It didn't come out to deny the fact that it had requested to use Algerian airspace for military operation in Niger. And when they realized that this is not going to be possible because now everybody is watching them, guess what? They went to ECOWAS, a toothless bulldog. ECOWAS has been in place for years and years and years. Yet West Africa and the Western Sahel has been marred by instability, has been marred by insurgencies, has been marred by poverty, has been marred by unfair business trade deals. They did not speak. They've not said anything all this while. And when now the people are liberating themselves from their former colony, who has still um, maintained dominance over their country, now ECOWAS wants to speak and say what? You've never stood for anything. Now is when you want to stand up. And the military in Niger said, try it. We actually want you to try it because they have nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose. You want to side with France? We're ready to lose our lives for our country. Try it. And then Mali came out, Burkina Faso came out, Guinea came out and said, you touch Niger, you've touched all of us. We'll come at you. You touch them, you've touched us. Because we're trying to liberate ourselves and you're siding with our oppressor, come at us, we dare you. And these leaders, they didn't even have support in their own countries. People were protesting. Nigerians told their president, who's the chair of ECOWAS, do not dare send Nigerian military to go and die in Niger for a cause that doesn't serve Nigeria. 
That is the war of France. Let France fight their war. Why do you want to use innocent Nigerian military people to go and lose their... Because the people of Niger, they know what they're fighting for. But what will Nigerian soldiers be fighting for? In Ghana, the people want their president. Do not dare send our military people there. And the audacity of these leaders. Take President Timibu, for example. While he's busy siding with France and wanting to fight their war in Niger, the prices of fuel are the highest they've ever been in Nigeria. Unemployment is high. People are leaving the country. There was police brutality that is yet to be resolved until this day. You know, he just won the election the other day. He's yet to win the, the confidence of the people, you know. They're still falling behind their OPEC production um, targets of the day. They're supposed to produce 1.7 million barrels. They're producing about 1.1 million. There are so many things that the Nigerian president could shift his focus to. There's so many things that the ECOWAS, if they wanted, in, in essence, if they cared about Niger, they would have said, we're standing with Niger. And you know why? Because the years of oppression that has happened against Niger, enough is enough. If ECOWAS was really interested in the well-being of Niger, they would have said, we understand why the military did this, but what is the plan moving forward? And then take the mediator role and say, moving forward, we understand why you did this, but can we create some milestones to see a resumption of, 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 of um, a state of, I don't want to say democracy, but normalcy. Normalcy that is normal to the people of Niger. How are you going to ensure that you'll have another election cycle? How do you ensure it's fair? How do you rid yourself of French influence? How do you start looking for new partners to do business with? You know, how can we help? But instead, they thought, how can we invade these guys on behalf of France? Because France will give us small tokens and handouts here and there, a couple million dollars here and there to put in our budgets. And half of it will go in the budget and half of it will go into your pocket. You're selling out your brothers. I don't think it's a good option. And I would want to ask the same people who are sitting at the table having those discussions about having a military intervention in Niger. Let me remind you, that there are other coups that we are not talking about, that we should be talking about. By France forcing Niger to send all its natural resources to France, that's a coup. By France having its own military in, in Niger and forcing Nigerians that you can only be trained by France, that is a coup. By forcing Niger to deposit 50% of its uh, reserves with France, that is a coup. The question I have for those who are sitting on the table, during those ECOWAS meetings, during those AU uh, peace and security meetings, what have you done about those coups? Take those three coups, multiply by 14, because that's what's happening in the 14 former French colonies. Those are deadly coups that have been taking place for decades. And you ECOWAS have done nothing about those coups. I need, I need them to also answer and, and give us remedy as to how they are going to handle those coups. Make no mistake about it. Those are coups against the African citizens in those countries. And when, while they discuss what they would like to do with Niger, I would also want them to table those coups and come up with a solution as to what needs to be done. Because behind those coups that I just described from France, there are millions of children who are dying from starvation. There are millions of children who are going to bed with an empty stomach. There are millions of African youth who are unemployed. There are millions of women 
who are dying while giving birth to another life. I need them to put that on the table as well. If their interests are truly about the Africans, let's look at the global uh, view of the issue. Let's have a best eye view of the issue and have a frank and fair and honest discussion about what is really going on in Africa. I do know that I don't think the carnage that's going on in Africa is what ECOWAS is all about. Leadership is about the people. It's about creating a better life for the people. But if you're going to allow one who has committed egregious crimes in Africa, continues to have coups, those are coups. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. You can't give France a pass. So also let us know what you intend to do about those ongoing economic and political coups that are being imposed on those 14 French uh, uh, countries, former French colonies uh, by France. So to just talk about what's happening in Niger alone, in isolation and not go to the root causes of the genesis of why what's happening is happening, uh, that simply does not make any sense. And I would hope uh, military intervention in Niger is not an option. That simply is not something we should do as Africans. There are better ways of dealing with our issues. Uh, our elders must come together. Our elders must have a frank uh, conversation. And let's look at what is ultimately best for the people, not only the people in Niger, but in all former French colonies and ultim ultimately in all African countries. Because this moment is calling for unity, me meaningful unity of purpose among the African leaders to simply say, guys, this can no longer continue. It simply cannot continue. The people have spoken and I hope our leadership would listen. When Arikana Chihombori speaks and she puts a full stop, that's where the conversation ends. So that's where we ended today because she said everything that needed to be said. I'll see you again next time. Thank you for watching. Leave a comment down below. My name is Indira Ganga. I'll see you again next time.